Hey people, this is Crown One here. Thanks for tuning in to Future Focus, keeping the pulse on current media, political, and social issues while offering an edgy yet foundational perspective. We hope you enjoy this episode and be sure to like us on Facebook at Cape Music Records as well as subscribe to YouTube. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back with part two. We have our guest, Marcus Massey. I am Crown One. I am Ukali White. Go represent movement. Yes, sir. And we got cut off a little bit. We had to come back in with part two in regards to the presidential debate. Uh, the candidates are Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. We were talking about cyber terrorism and ISIS. Marcus, you wanted to leave your points? Yeah. Um. Uh, I could not believe everything you probably were saying um, but from what I tried to make out uh, it was the uh, idea that we could if we wanted to stop I guess then using cyber for the yeah. internet to recruit and yeah, yeah. I mean, if we really wanted to uh, be creative and making sure that uh, we can't be attacked that way through the Internet, through, uh, you know, cyberspace, that, uh, you know, we can change things up. We can recode some things. We can. But my point was we got international relationships with a whole lot of co- uh, countries and we're sharing a lot of information. And at times it seems like this information, you know, even with the whole Secretary Clinton situation with information being shared from her, uh, seems like we're sharing this information willingly and the information that we're not sharing willingly. Uh, it seems like these this information is allowed to be put out there, that somebody's putting it out there, you know, from uh, the U.S. government or maybe even hackers within uh, the United States. So, but no, that, that was the point that I was making. If we, we can do a lot better job protecting ourselves uh, as far as that, that goes. And maintaining those relationships. And maintain international relationships, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, well, yeah. Uh, now I, I want to say, I would definitely agree with that. And if I had just made things, I would say that we can do a lot better job of protecting our cybersecurity just based on things like, uh, hackers that are here to uh, that they're group anonymous where they're just randomly just decide, oh, we're going to hack something, you know, just to prove that we can do, you know. So, uh, I think if we really did want to um, improve our security, uh, our cyber security, then we definitely could, you know, because it's not like these, like, super hackers. Uh, we're not aware of them. We are. Uh, no, you know whether or not they can press charges. Completely different thing. Uh, I don't know if I believe that we could completely shut down cyber terrorism because I just, like I was saying earlier, I, I think that the internet is entirely too vast sure. to do that. And then you have um, you have the deep web too, so that makes it even harder. Right. Yeah, um, I agree. But I think that we should, you know, somehow focus on, you know, just cyber, cyber terrorism, just using the internet in general. And uh, interestingly enough, I think that our like automation and the way that technology is advancing so fast, 
she has been something that was touched on a lot of these characters when they were talking about jobs. Yeah, and and I think I think majority of that issue lies in the freedoms that we have, and then we have individuals that are U.S. citizens um, that are violating the law. So those freedoms that we have as U.S. citizens protect those that are U.S. citizens and prevent certain governments like the NSA and the FBI and the CIA to prosecute and do things like tapping and all those advanced technologies that we're alluding to and most of which we're not aware of without proper clearance. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you know what, one thing that needs to be pointed out, because we, you know, we were talking about the debate, we still are, um, uh, presidential hopeful, I know he's hoping to become the president, uh, Donald Trump, he, he never really answered the question. He just kept pointing the finger at Hillary. You're the reason for ISIS in the first place. You're the reason why, you know, hey, you know, your whole situ- email situation. You're, but we want answers. You know, we're not just looking for mudslinging. We're not just looking for you to, you know, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I put you down better than you put me down right. type s- scenario. What are you going to do about this? Okay, ISIS is has been created. ISIS is an entity that we're, we're dealing with. How are you going to deal with it, Mr. Businessman? I mean, is, is this something that you're going to uh, address uh, and, and make sure that our country, you know, as far as our cyberspace information is concerned, uh, is going to be safer? How are you going to do that? Stop just, you know, it's, it's time out. We want answers. In this presidential election, whoever the president's going to be, we want to be safe as a nation, but we also want our freedoms, as Stephen alluded to. Yes. You know, we, we, we want to be able to use the Internet. We want to be able to pass information. We are freedom of speech. We don't want that to be uh, to be taken away from us. We don't but, want SOPA to uh, come back. The big SOPA scare. You guys remember that? No. The, you remember that, Marcus? Yeah. <laughs> All bootleggers were scared of SOPA. Basically, the SOPA Act was um, the Anti-Piracy Act, which was put into place by the movie industry, um, film industry, because of, you know, downloading movies and the music industry has been hurt, you know, from different websites and different things like that, copywriting issues and things gotcha. of that sort. Gotcha. So, uh, but we don't want that to be implemented, but we still like, like you know, like we said, finding out who is actually behind uh, cyber terrorism and uh, pursuing them to the full extent of the law. And then I want to talk about this really quick, and I want to let you go, Marcus, because I know you're a busy man, maintaining our relationships with other countries. Okay. Now, <laughs> there's there's been said, and it's documented, those that are watching, those that are subscribed to Google Play, we appreciate you. Those that subscribe to iTunes and subscribed on YouTube that are watching right now, you can definitely find um, Mr. Putin, Vladimir Putin, has even said, you know, if a certain individual is elected, uh, he will find it as an act of war, I believe he said. Don't, I, I might be misquoting him, but there's other countries that have threatened to secede from previous alliances that we have. What do you guys feel about that? Wow. I'll let you take that, Marcus. Well, um, I will say this, more, even more than how I feel about how terrible Trump is for uh, us domestically, but his 
lack of um, humility, really. His inability to, to speak to people is going, like, if he were to be elected president, would be the number one downfall that we have as a country. Because there are already countries that are like, look, you elect this dude, he's not messing with y'all. Um, he's pretty much alienated Mexico, and there's things that we need Mexico for. Um, he has. I'm I'm sure that Russia won't attack us because mm. um, there is he worked with the Russian government before as far as with his um his businesses. Sure. There is I don't know how valid it is, but there is it's floating around now that one of the reasons that he will not release his tax uh his tax return is because he got money from the Russian government for his uh companies or whatever, he's actively working with the Russian government, which can kind of be supported by the fact that, like, a few months ago, uh, when the terrorism first came up, he was in the media or whatever, he was talking about, um, he was actively calling for Russian spies to hack our uh, network. Wow. Right. Where the Democratic Party was concerned. Yeah, I I remember that. Yes, Um, that was mentioned on the debate as well. If Trump is elected, I'm not worried about Russia. What I am worried about is pretty much everybody else. Because he's, as a president, the one thing that you do have to do, regardless of if you can't get any of your policies passed domestically, the one thing that you have to be able to do is go to another uh, country and be able to speak with whoever the leader or leaders are in that country and be able to speak, especially because we're in the U.N., so you have to be able to, you know, be pragmatic with the leaders in the UN. He does not have that ability. He does not have that ability at all. And all of his willing to do that people who are on getting on getting, yeah, that will lead to a World War Three because I mean he mm. he's either gonna piss off somebody in Europe to the point that we're gonna, you know, be going at it or like will try to build this war in Mexico or whatever. Mexico is gonna try and declare war and it's not like they don't have allies to and then right. as soon as sure. we go to attack them, then other countries will attack us. And then we are still indebted to China. So, you know, that is one com- that is one country we do not want to be on their back side at all. Because they're just as, you know, technologically advanced as we are. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Um, I, him in foreign policy, I, uh, I Yeah. Kali, do you want to touch on that? Well, just real quick, um, one thing that really stood out to me, you know, just concerning the debate and all the, um, you know, all, all of the things leading up to the debate um, while Trump has been on the campaign trail, I noticed his lack of humility. He's very, very prideful, you know, not not quick to and it really came out in the debate. I mean, why don't you hear people out? You know, here, instead of always interrupting and trying to drive your point home, and many times his point is, was not speaking to the question or it wasn't really even addressing the issue that was on the table, uh, hear people out. You, as, as you were saying, Marcus, as a president, you got to be able to work with 
the the Congress domestically. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to you know both parties are, are within the Congress, both Republican and Democrat, but also internationally, you got to be able to work with people. You got to be able to hear people out. And as a businessman, of course, his bottom line has always been the dollar. So it's always going to be his way. Yes. You know, this is how it. Well, you know what? I mean, I, I love your assertiveness, but you've got to be humble and more you, democratic. And, and, and more democratic. I mean, you need you need to listen. You don't know everything. He, he you know, I, I guess a positive thing about Trump is he's not a career politician. But that's also a negative thing because he doesn't know how to the how the political process works. And you just saying it's my way or no other way. It's going to be stop and frisk and law and order. And it's interesting uh, uh, in a book called The New Jim Crow, Mass Incarceration in the Age of Colorblindness by Mich- uh, Michelle Alexander. Code the code word for we about to get tough on urban cities is law and order. Mm. That's one thing that is that was stressed. Nixon said it. Reagan said it. Bill Clinton, and this is a thing the that needs to drugs. be addressed. Yeah, the war on drugs was really a war on urban America. But the point that needs to be made and wasn't really, and I don't even think Trump brought it out, is that while Bill Bill Clinton, Hillary's husband, while he was in, in, in office, more brown-skinned people were arrested than under any other president. And the uh, incarceration rate, mm. I mean, skyrocketed Facts. under Facts. under Facts. under Bill Clinton. This is a fact. Facts. And, you know, just a little little plug. Fact checkers out there, check the it new out. New Jim Crow, check it out. Get this; it needs to be in your it's library, Michelle Alexander. But I just I just wanted to mention that because again, humility is is the key for a president. I appreciate uh, pre- the current president, uh, Barack Obama, demonstrating humility even when you know many sometimes. Uh, the Republican Party is calling him every, you know, uh, looking at him like Satan himself. He's, he's, he's so humility is is, is is something that Trump is lacking. It's your boy Ukali White, founder of Go Represent. What is Go Represent? It's a ministry slash movement to inspire, educate, and prepare followers of Christ to represent him in the family and in the culture. I want you to tune into my Facebook Live Go Represent moments as I address social issues with the truth of Scripture. And also be sure to like Go Represent Ukali White on Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube page at Ukali White. Man, I look forward to connecting with you. Hillary kind of came out looking like Satan in all red. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get. And I want to hear your commentary on this. Why didn't somebody sit her down? I think I said this earlier. Nobody sat Hillary down and said, hey, don't come out in all red because the Republican Party is red. And then Trump came out in blue. It just seemed like they were confused when they first came out there. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I didn't pay much attention to that at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, whatever. I wasn't paying attention to um, really what they were. Um, I do think, since we're kind of talking about like the preparation, uh, going into the way, I do think that you could, if you were a voter that was on the fence, God knows why you were, but if you were a voter that was on the fence before the debate, if you did not leave that debate uh, seeing just how uh, important it is, and this is just for a debate, to be prepared for whatever it is that you're going into, then you are a very lost soul. Because, I mean, if you watch, like, Hillary came in, and yes, she came out weak. She that that is undeniable. Mm-hmm. She came out weak. Yes. But from the point, from the time that she really got her teeth into him, 
like once that started, which was about that, about 40, 40 minutes in, from then to the end of the debate, she had some coaches and, and you could see that she was prepared on everything, like, yeah. that, that, um, that they were going to talk about. Sure. And Donald just came in there and he was just, I'm going to say whatever I want to say because I'm Donald Trump, which, on a side note, is you can see the, um, the sexism in this uh, mm. election race. You can really see it. And as much as I don't think that Hillary is the greatest candidate, um, I think a lot of what we get as far as so she's so terrible and this false equivalence between those two is because she's a woman. Because she has to be 10 times more prepared than Trump does. And all he has to do, like, people would have walked away from that debate thinking that he won had he not been going in there and swinging and he not been a muscle Had he gone in there and kept his composure, and even if he had said all the same things, but had kept his composure and was telling lie after lie, which he did during the debate, yes. he would have still, in the, in the eyes of pretty much all of America, he would have still won. And it's just because, really because he's a man, so, you know, he, right. he, you know, as a woman, she has to, she has to be 10 times better than him. Sure. You know, at all times. Um, sorry, I got off on that. But oh, no, sorry. Um, you could see, um, as time went on, that she was just prepared. She was ready. She knew what she, you know, was going to do in that debate and it showed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to remind everybody out there in cyber world as well as in our podcast world. Please check out kpmusicrecords.com. But also, before you do that, I want everybody out there today, today, the episodes are only half an hour long. Spend the other next half an hour registering and submitting questions if you have them, informed questions or voting on questions that you believe are important to your heart, to your family, to your city, to your community on uh, presidentialopenquestions.com. Again, it's presidential openquestions.com uh, right now we're checking out the vote count it's over 250,000 uh, US citizens that have voted on questions that have voted on questions uh, regarding what they want to ask the presidential elects so uh, Marcus we thank you for having ha uh, for coming in and calling in today hello Looks like we lost them. We'd like to uh, thank our, our guest, uh, Marcus Massey, for joining in. Um, but like I said, presidential open questions. Uh, please, 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 please check out the website. Uh, it's very simple to register. All you have to do is set, submit your email and uh, your zip code. Um, and this will help us determine how to vote because one of the major things um, that we have to consider is the electoral college. That's true. When it comes to voting. And actually, if you don't understand that process, I encourage everybody to research and understand a process. Basically, there is gerrymandering, which helps. Right. So <laughs> which sad. is one, one of the <laughs> So sad. <laughs> which is one of the questions that's been submitted. You know, how will they change or uh, manage gerrymandering? Sure. Uh, which helps, uh, I believe, Senate. Uh, senators, yes, uh, senators be elected, um, generating 
counties and different things like that. The number of senators the, per state. The number of senators per state and everything like votes. that. Electoral yeah. votes. But how we vote goes towards the electoral college. Sure. It doesn't go towards um, the the actual choice in your president and the president that we have. So we have to vote consciously and informatively to get the electoral college chosen that we want to go in and vote later in December, when is, which is when actually the uh, uh, presidency is chosen, not necessarily when the vote from the American people is chosen. And you can do some research. Mm-hmm. As far as that's how I've understood it um, after doing some research is the people vote, and that ev- that elects the electoral college from sure. either side, and then sure. the electoral colleges vote. Um, but the higher the votes from the people that vote for one side over the other over two seventy um, will determine will determine uh, how the elector how the the candidacy goes. Yeah. I mean, that, that's my understanding. You know, we can always look into that to get more detail from it. But it's, it's all about electoral, electoral votes. The ones, you know, so, sometimes it's not just the popular vote. Who gets the most votes? It's each state, which is made up of senators, so on and so forth. Each state represents a number of electoral votes. And it's the one who, who gets the most of those that's going to win the presidency. So. Yes, sir. We, we were just talking about electoral colleges uh, Marcus and how that determines the presidency from November to uh, December when the uh, votes are determined. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Hello. Can you guys hear me at all? Yeah, we can yeah, hear you now. We can hear you. I, man, I don't know what happened to the connection, but I, like. You're going in and out. So we I'm were talking about the electoral college. Yes, and how that determines the presidency, the actual presidency. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Got it. I don't know how much I can add because I haven't heard what was said. I mean, well, we were just talking about what determines the actual presidency, the people's vote versus the electoral college, and have, how we have to vote informatively um, and not just vote, um, you know, based on, yeah. Voting. Um, speaking of electoral college, I don't know if you guys are looking at polls, which at this point they're um, they can be a little misleading just because polls never really accurately depict uh, minority voting. Uh, but right now, the last poll I saw was this morning, and I want to say it was about 54 to 46 in Clinton's favor. That would put the electoral college from the states that she was winning, and that put the electoral college in like two seventy. That's the winning number, by the way, two seventy four. Two seventy is right. I think two seventy wins it, in, or two seventy or two seventy two, and she's at like two seventy four. So it's extremely close right now. Mm. Extremely close, but that, like I said, that does not accurately, you know, depict. Minority voters, which could really sway, well, not even could, it probably really will sway toward uh, Hillary because, and this needs to be said, um, Trump has pretty much lost every minority. Um, but what you see, when you see him going to, when he was at uh, Pastor Scott, 
church up in Cleveland. I'm just oh, going to keep Lord. my comments on that to myself. Um, when he was in Detroit, mm-hmm. um, he is not campaigning or uh, towards black people. That is not what he's doing. he's campaigning towards is those people in the middle, in those uh, housewives, those, you know, middle-income housewives that don't want to be seen as voting for a racist. So... He's going to, you know, doing all this outreach in the black communities so that they can, with good conscience, go and say, hey, well, he doesn't hate black people because, look, he was at a black church. You know, so for the black people that are listening, and <laughs> please do not be bamboozled by those type of acts because mm-hmm. it's, it's extremely dangerous. And, you know, like we were talking about Stop the Frisk and some of his other policies, we want to put our community in potentially the worst situations ever been in. I mean, obviously outside of like slavery and um, the Jim Crow era. But, I mean, it would be, it'd be catastrophic on many levels, including the economic, like economically for the entire country, which I'm surprised that uh, Lester Holt didn't really um, hammer either the candidate on their policy as far as how it uh, affects the economy. Right, and and details on how they're going to handle the economy. You know, that question of, you know, a lot of businesses have gone overseas. How are we going to get them back? <laughs> the chance is slim to none. And I, I enjoy Hillary's position on uh, small businesses, um, you know, because that affects, that affects our show. Right. That affects what we do um, as a small business and as a ministry, so... Definitely need more small business support um, to repurpose and to employ people, you know, outside of family. <laughs> and I want to stress, too, um, you know, we're talking about uh, the election of a president. That's the federal level. But we also we can't uh, negate the city, the city level and the state level, because a lot of what directly impacts urban America, what directly impacts our cities is are, are the leaders within this within our cities and the leaders within our states now i know they answer to the federal government but a lot of times the changes that we want the changes that we want to see at a local level many times aren't made uh at the national know, at the national level Correct. from a federal government standpoint so you know we make a big deal i know every four years and it is i mean who the one leading our country but we can't negate or can't leave out uh, the people that uh, are going to govern our cities and our states. And we need to be careful about how we vote there, too. And uh, from you know, judges to mayors also, to yeah. councilmen, all, all those different things. Go to your local council meetings, um, you know, be involved or be knowledgeable of what laws are being passed. Sometimes you got to turn off um, the game on Sunday and watch C-SPAN for half an hour. Sure. You know, because that's when <laughs> and they do that on purpose. They pass laws and they, you know, televise it on C-SPAN. Oh, it happened, you know, and they'll pass a law right underneath our nose uh, during the Super Bowl. But um, we're running out of time here. I just want to thank our guest, Marcus Massey, for joining us today. Uh, Very businessman, but he took the time out today to join us. We appreciate you, brother. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We will talk to you soon. All right. All right, God bless you. All right, man, I'm good, y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Luke Holly, we uh, 
we addressed a lot today. Yeah, we did. And there's a lot more we could address, but yeah, the we show could. is only so long. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we like to appreciate everybody that tuned in today. Um, be sure to like us on Facebook, kpmusicrecords.com. Also, be sure to subscribe on Google Play if you have not. The app is in your phone. If you got an Android phone, Google Play. Search Future Focus Podcast. If you have an iPhone, check the podcast app. It's a little purple thing with a mic, and it has, you know, like sound waves coming from it. Do the same thing. Search Future Focus. I'm Crown One. I'm Ukali White with the Go Represent Movement. Yes, sir. And you can find us on Facebook. We are Untamed Disciples. Over and out, Crown One. Peace. <laughs>